Hello again, welcome back to China Manufacturing Decoded. Adrian from the Sophie's team here. Our CEO, Renault is with me for this special bonus podcast. We're recording on Wednesday, the 15th of March. And there's a good reason for this, right, Renault? Yeah, China is basically is gradually getting more open and they're going to make it easier to get visas, right? So what's what's the news today? <laughs> well, as of today, my understanding, Wednesday, 15th of March, after three long years, China's reopening the border to tourists and they're going to start issuing all visas now. So before, I mean, China actually closed borders in March 2020. And I think we all remember that. And we all know why, because of the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I happened to be in China at the time because of Spring Festival and I had to leave early because they were closing the borders Mm. and I might have been sort of Mm. trapped in China. Not not that's a bad place to be, to be honest, but uh, unable to come back to the UK. So uh, I remember it very, very vividly. And then basically they kind of cancelled all visas except for, you know, the very few cases where foreign workers were returning to work on a on an existing visa or they were newly sort of hired and, and then going out to China to work and I mean those were quite mm-hmm. few and far between we're talking a very small percentage of of people tourist yeah. visas business visas even spouse visas and I'm a spouse of a Chinese person it wasn't possible to even get those um mm-hmm. maybe only an extremely um rare instances such as a, some sort of medical emergency or something perhaps or, or maybe like a funeral maybe so yeah it's been completely locked down and China as a sort of major world country has, has had pretty much closed borders to most people for three years so it's a big change right actually for business visas we had a few clients visit end of last year so they had yeah. already opened things a little bit, a little bit, mm. uh, obviously with quarantine, right? So th- these mm. were really courageous and motivated individuals who came. <laughs> um, but uh, for business visa, they, they opened a bit earlier. For yep. working working visas, people who stayed in China kept their ongoing visas and, and residence permits. That didn't yep. change. But people who were outside got their visas all cancelled, right? Mm. And now I see that, for example, a lot of people in the US had a 10-year visa. I see that they are now going to sort of revive them or allow them to, yeah, you know, to get it back uh, to, to an active status. I don't know if you read about that. So that's yes. going to be good news for, for a lot of people in this case. So the... Uh, on the side, okay, for business visa, for people who want to apply for a business visa in to, to go to China, mm. well, things have changed a bit. I mean, I haven't applied for a business visa to China for, wow, uh, yeah, uh, close to 15 years because I was on a work visa. Yeah. But I'm now I'm sort of relocated. I'm not going to be in China most of the time, so I'm not doing work visa because I'm going to spend more time in other places in India and and, and so on. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm applying for a business visa, and they 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 gave me two <laughs> two two nice surprises, right? Number one, my previous visa was a work visa, so they said you cannot even have a multiple entry visa now; it has to be a one or two entry visa. 
what what mm. what okay no why right doesn't make much sense mm. but i don't know what they're afraid of and this is not new i had heard of that before some other people had complained about it it doesn't make much sense uh, i mean they know us <laughs> right mm. we've been paying taxes for years and years and years and anyway now it seems like they don't really want us too much uh okay uh that's that's one thing and and the second thing is that there's a, a long form now to fill out uh, yeah. online and it takes like i don't know one to two hours to to do yeah and they ask all kinds of information including you know your the names of your parents and things like that and your spouse and blah blah blah, blah your kids and and where where you've been working and when you've been studying but like every single you know, job you've had, exactly where is it and what's the phone number to call if they want to check and all these kinds of things mm -hmm. <laughs> with the dates, starting dates and so on. A lot of people will really struggle to, to get that information, I guess. Uh, and that that's kind of a long form to um, to fill out. So uh, it was not much fun. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I'm in Hong Kong now sort of as, as my basis so it's six working days with an option for an express visa in four working days that's not bad uh, there's agents to do it to help do that that's fine right mm. so yeah also for people who are coming for the first time it would probably be impossible for them to get a, a six months multiple or one year multiple Right, the first time you you start slowly and then they they extend over time. So that's just for mm. maybe people listening who were not very familiar with that. And uh, and 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 that's it. Uh, you know, mm. um, in the process, and it uh, it's a bit long. The invitation letter needs to be specific. Yeah. Um, and they, they yeah they told us you need to address it to the commissioner of blah 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 in that office, and then you need to you need to add you know to specify who's going to pay for that. And you you have to specify exactly the itinerary. <laughs> you know, we're gonna go to this city and then to that city and then to that city and and you know, I intend to come on that day and so on. Right? That's new to me. Also, uh, that's new. I don't think they really uh, keep track of it afterwards. But mm -hmm. well, right? Um, yeah. Never really know. Also. They asked me to add also a mention of who will pay for the expenses of, um, you know, the, the travel expenses. So mm -hmm. uh, that's also new. Okay. They, they're mm. asking a lot of things, uh, basically. So to those who haven't applied for a business visa yet, uh, be, be, be ready. Another thing mm. I heard, because a lot of people are talking, you know, different experiences and to, 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 to share, you know, how and now it's years ago, before COVID, some companies of a certain size would go to China with a bunch of people. And they would go to the mm. Canton Fair with maybe three teams of five people or something like that, right? Um, and and, and I, I, one of our clients, they, they really did a large uh, retail chain. And they went, and the big boss went into China, and they, uh, they, they, they went into China with... Uh, I don't know. I think it was about 10 people going with him to see a few suppliers and to see their China office and everything, mm. which was quite common pre-COVID. And then they had to wait for about two hours because they were peppered with questions. Why are you coming? Why so many people? And so on. <sighs> 
So things, you, you need to see things sort of, you know, um, it's not the same as before, right? You have to avoid assuming that things are going to be as easy as before. Um, mm. People have taken new habits and I don't know, maybe they have new guidelines. I don't really know because all of this is not very clear, right? So that's for the mm. business visa. Yeah. When it comes to work visas from what it seems, uh, the same system uh, where you get a number of points. So you, you now it's the same everywhere. Whereas before, when I applied first, it was city by city. Um, and now it's it's nationwide. And, and it's the same system. You need to apply online, and and based on the the, the responses you you give them, such as you know, have you been working in a big company? How many years of experience? Do you speak Chinese? What level? And so on and so forth. You get a certain number of points, and mm. most people kind of targets to be in a B, whereas the A is really the, the like if if you if you have deep experience in the manufacturing process of semiconductors you're going to be in an a the one oh, yeah right <laughs> yeah, very uh, much so but if you if you have six months of work experience uh you don't speak chinese and so on you you're going to struggle you're going to be in an a and maybe you're only going to get six months and you're going to have to renew every six months and so on and so forth right mm-hmm. they basically don't really want you uh, and that so that was a system and what it's yeah it seems like it's the same system still in place right so and I, I don't know anything firsthand yeah it seems like it's still the case so mm. the the big change sort of today or it was yesterday was the the tourist visa what, what are the news saying well tourist visas are now going to be available and they they simply were not before Of course, on a tourist visa, we're not going to suggest that you go and do business activities, but nonetheless, you're going to have more access to China uh, than than before. So, tourist, yeah, 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 yeah. right. And so, valid visas. My understanding is they are going to be sort of unfrozen, and they Mm -hmm. can be used. There will be visa free entry for Hainan Island, and also cruise Mm -hmm. ships going into Shanghai. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know exactly how many days you'd be allowed in Shanghai, but I, I'm assuming that, that you'd have sort of like, I don't know, maybe like 72 hours or something like that. Mm. Um, that would be my guess. I'm reading that visitors from Hong Kong and Macau are also permitted to enter Guangdong visa free. Mm. And again, I, I, I do recall there was a scheme which allows you to go in for, again, a number of days visa-free yeah. maybe into sort of like Shenzhen or yeah, something like Shenzhen, that. Yeah, just Shenzhen, right. Yeah, yeah. Years yeah. ago, right. Yeah. yeah. I also, and I can't confirm whether this is the case, but I did know that at Lohu border in Shenzhen, which is accessible by train from, mm-hmm. uh, well, metro from Hong Kong, mm-hmm. you could get a visa on arrival. Right. Um, so Yeah, I checked in- that in, uh, I don't know, one or two weeks ago. It was not restarted yet. Right. I don't know okay. if it is going to be restarted now. It's not very clear. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. It's uh, it may be possible sometime soon, mm-hmm. and for that you need to have uh, Chinese cash in your pocket. So you know, and you go up to a little window. I think it's like upstairs or something. Uh, so bear that in mind. But I think it's mainly because that they are considering COVID now to be kind of over in China, and we have to talk about COVID a little bit. I suppose um, where where you're sitting right now and me. I mean, COVID. We don't certainly we're not really thinking about it. We're not talking about it. Uh, 
here in the UK. Mm. I, I would say it's probably pretty similar in the States as well. Yeah. Uh, in China, very different story up until relatively recently. But I think this sort of signals the end of of COVID in China. I mean, are we still seeing a lot of disruption due to COVID in China? I think far less than before now, yeah, right? Yeah, far, far less. Yeah, they, they've been really, really fast in mm. jumping from, you know, this is a huge challenge to our country. We all need to be mobilized. Mm. This is a, everybody has to be really, really uh, strict about it and everything all the way to, oh, actually it's, you know, it's just like a cold, like, don't worry about it. Let's all get it and let's get over mm. it, right? It was boom, night and day uh, within, a, I don't know, 24 hours. Completely yeah, challenged. it really was, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think a statement uh, recently in February by the Chinese government, which I've got here in front of me as well, they declared a decisive victory in the battle against COVID mm. and claimed that yeah. uh, China had created a miracle in the history of human civilization in its handling of the disease. So there you go, COVID, it's definitely over in China, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Another point I must make quickly, actually, as well, regarding COVID, I did read somewhere that you're not going to be required to have a PCR test result in hand to go to China but you will need to do maybe like a rapid test. Depends what, what country you come from, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Some countries had uh, sort of restrictions. Oh, if you come from that place, we consider it's infected. There's going to be, you know, while, while yeah. at the same time they say it's just a cold, you know, but they still don't want you to come with COVID. So, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's understandable, <laughs> I guess. But uh, when you when you go and apply for the visa uh, online at your country's embassy's website, it will give details about you know, the COVID testing situation. But I would be surprised if many people have to get a PCR test these days. Right, right, right. Yeah, this is going to disappear, but still, yeah, people, mm. you you have to check with the airline and so on, you know, what exactly is the situation, obviously. What, what are the requirements? Yep. So I think that's it. That's that's the big mm-hmm. sort of news today. I think your your explanation about the business visa is important because... It has changed quite a lot. And that online form, and mm. I've seen the form as well, and you're absolutely right, it's it's onerous. <laughs> you need to include the details they ask for. Okay. And they ask, actually, they have some specific questions. Have you been working in the military? Have you been working with mm. this or that? Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And they, but they want to see the details of where you've been working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, sure. So there might be more scrutiny at the border. Uh, I, I think anecdotally, I've heard... Certainly uh, seen some Americans have said that they were sort of asked a lot of questions at the border. I don't know whether that's specifically Americans or whether they might sort Mm. of uh, focus on Canadians, British people, people like Mm. that as well. I mean, look, it's possible because of, of the political situation, but... I don't know. If they're trying to open up to tourists, certainly if you're going to go in as a tourist, I can't imagine they're going to drag you across hot coals. But uh, but yeah, I guess I guess it's all a little bit unclear at the moment. But nonetheless, right. better access to China now. And uh, I mean, for me, I think that's a good thing. We've all got to you know move on and uh, and uh, start cooperating better. So uh, in my opinion, so it's a good thing. Yeah, I think yeah yeah it's it's positive for most people. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's good news. Great. So 
Any questions, of course, please ask us. We'll try and tell you what we can. We're not uh, immigration lawyers, but uh, check out the news as well. There's plenty of stuff online about it, uh, but just making everybody aware. So thanks for joining me for this quick one, Renaud. All right, thanks. Thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Sophie's Group. We're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfillment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at sofeast.com, that's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot com, to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review and share, because it will really help others discover us too.